back to grab your seats. I want you to grab a Bible and grab a pen and grab a piece of paper and give a big hand for the band because they did an incredible job. You know, some of these guys up here, uh, this one dude playing the drums, the guy on the bass, this is their very first time up on stage with student leadership in the band. And, you know, the deal is this. Junior high is going to be what it is. Junior high is better when students say, I want to be a part of making things awesome. I want to be a part of making junior high what it is. When we have students in the band, tech team, welcome team, it tells us that this is a student-driven ministry, junior high ministry, and it's not done by adults, it's done by you guys. So seriously, think about student leadership. If you're sitting back there or out there and you're thinking, man, I think I could do this, chances are you could do it and you should do it. So uh, that's what I have to say about student leadership. It is awesome. I'm Justin, uh, the junior high pastor here at the church. Do me a favor, slip your phones into your pockets, grab out your notepapers and your pens, because today we are continuing our series called Hashtag Fake relationships. You guys know what fake relationships looks like. You know what fake things look like. You know what fake compliments sound like. You know what fake is. And you know what real is. You know when someone looks at you and they give you a genuine compliment. Or someone looks at you and they ask uh, for, uh, they ask for forgiveness. They're giving an apology. You know what a real apology looks like. You know what real things look like. And you know what fake things look like. And here's the deal. Today we're talking about parents. And my desire is I want to have real relationships relationships with our parents, not fake relationships. And I think a lot of us kind of fall into the hole where we have fake relationships with parents and the, you know things happen and arguments happen and we forget what, how we're supposed to treat them or respect them or honor them. We forget what that looks like. You know, there's this verse that Jesus talks about in Matthew. This is what it says. It's up here on the screen. It's like one of the best verses. Uh, Jesus replied, you must love, your, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. So I, everyone, I think, is, you know, they understand this. If this is your first time at church, like this is Jesus talking to disciples and saying, this is what you should do. You want to you be a follower of me? You want to do the things that I do? Well, I start by doing this. It's an important thing. Love the Lord your God. And this is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Equally important. Now, one's not better than the other. This is like mashed potatoes and corn. Equally good. Chick-fil-A and In-N-Out, they're like equally... They're equally good. You could agree. Thank you. You could agree with this. These things, one's not better than the other. These are equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. And the word neighbor, it's like that's the person who's just around you. Okay, so these are the people you live with. And it's not just the neighbors that live close to you. These are the people whose lockers are near yours at school. These are the people who's in the same clubs that you're in. You know, neighbor back in Bible times, it just explained the people that were in your circles of influence, the people that you hung out with regularly, the people that you knew, the people you saw on a regular basis. So here's the deal. Uh, I want us to lean in with this question. It's going to be up here on the screen. Do you know what it means to honor someone? This is what the dictionary says about honor. It means to highly respect or esteem someone. It means that you think highly of them and speak well of them. It means that you listen well to them and respond to their wishes. Now, I, uh, I know about parenting. I am a parent, okay? Uh, I'm married to a person that is also a mom, all right? I had a mom growing up, still have a mom, all right? So I know about parenting, and I actually look back at, like, our podcast, which if you don't have the Junior High podcast, you should get it. If you leave a little comment and a little score, a little feedback, you get free candy at the Welcome Center, so there's a little enticement. Oh, yeah, free candy. All you got to do is download the podcast and leave comments of how awesome it is. Give it five stars, you'll get, you'll get free candy. 
So I was looking back at the podcast, and I realized that since I became a parent, so I became a parent two and a half years ago, I have never talked about parenting, parent stuff in junior high. This is the first lesson since I become, uh, have become a parent. And here's the thing. I, I know about parenting because, A, I am a parent, and I live it every day, all, all the dirty diapers and the middle-of-the-night scream sessions, and, you know, I live all that. And I lived being a kid. Like, I lived being a kid just, you know, being really hard on my mom, you know, sometimes being mean to my mom. There's one example. When I was a kid, uh, I went to a church no bigger than the amount of people in this room. Like, there's more people in this room than the church that I went to when I was uh, in high school. And I was in a youth group of about 15 kids. And one night after youth group, we met on Wednesday nights, everyone was going to my favorite restaurant, which is... Buffalo Wild Wings, okay? Buffalo Wild Wings, my favorite restaurant. And we were going, they were all going to Buffalo Wild Wings, and I was a freshman. I didn't drive, but they were juniors and seniors, and so they were loading up in their cars, and they were going, and they were like, Justin, you should come. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's a good idea. I should come. So I had to do, you know, when you want to go do something, you probably need to call mom and dad and get their permission. Exactly, okay? So I call my mom. Now, this is before cell phones. I know, you, you know, this is so shocking to hear. This is before cell phones. Cell phones, they weren't even invented yet. Okay, I know, this is crazy. So I picked up a phone that was screwed into the wall, and there's like this cord that comes out of the phone and like in through the walls and the whole thing. And I pick up the phone, and I dial the number to my mom's home phone, hoping she is still at home, hasn't left yet to pick me up. And I get her on the phone, and I'm like, Mom, I want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Everyone's going. You know, not everyone's going, but everyone's going to be there, okay? I don't want to miss this. Everyone's going. I want to go. Is it cool if I go? And obviously, you know, she loves me. She said, no, you can't go to Buffalo Wild Wings. You have school in the morning, and you have a test you have to take. Don't you remember this? Like, you can't go. How late are you going to be? And they're all older. They can do this stuff. You can't. You just can't do it. The answer is no. And I was not getting my way. I was very unhappy. Mom, you're always ruining my fun. You're ruining everything for me. Why are you doing this to me? Mom, you're the worst. And then I just get even worse. Mom, you just don't know what it's like to hang out with your friends because you don't have any friends because you're old and no one likes you. Oh, mom, you're terrible. And it's like, and I was like, I was getting dark. I mean, how dark is that? And, and, I was, and I, this wasn't like me having a conversation like in some back room somewhere. This is like the main hallway of the church and people are walking by, like you, other students are walking by and they're like, what's that guy do? And my youth pastor comes over grabs my shoulder, swings me around, puts his finger right in my chest. He's pounding me in the chest. If you ever talk to your mom like that again, you're never welcome back here. And hearing that from your youth pastor, you're like, oh my gosh, this is serious. Because God thinks honoring our parents is serious. And it is. You know, here's a question. I want you to think about this for a second, okay? Why do you think God would want children to act this way, or, you know, respectful and honoring way toward their parents? Why do you think they want that? Well, one of the reasons is when God looks at our relationship with our parents, he's really looking at what our relationship with him is going to look like. If you don't listen to your parents, you're probably going to have a hard time listening to God. If you have a hard time communicating with your parents, when it comes to prayer, you're going to have a hard time communicating with God. If you have a hard time listening to your parents when they tell you to do something, you're probably going to have a really hard time listening to God when he asks you to do something. You know, I'm fearful of the moment where, and listen, I'm not weird. Okay, I'm not odd. Like some people would say that I am, but I promise you I'm not. I believe in Jesus. I believe that he walked on earth, he lived, and I believe that he sacrificed his life for us, and he died on the cross, and he rose from the dead for you and for me. I believe these things are true. And I believe that we can sit and pray and we can learn how to communicate and connect with God. 
And, you know, whether that happens through the reading of God's word or listening to lessons just like this or it happens in a life group or, or it happens in a dream, you know, God will speak to you the way he will speak to you. And every, he speaks to everybody differently. And I'm concerned for the moment where he speaks to us and we hear him and we say, no, God, I'm not going to do that. I can't, I'm not going to get involved. You know, God looks at you and says, man, I think you should stick up for that person. No, I'm not getting involved, God. I don't want to, you know, hey, I think you should go serve the people in Santa Ana. I think you should sign up for one of these Mexico trips. Go down to Mexico, serve people in Mexico. No, I'm not going to do that, God. And because if you haven't spent the time learning how to listen and honor your parents, you're going to have a difficult time listening and honoring God. Those relationships are intertwined. Now, here's the deal, and it's, you know, it's going to be up here on the screen. I want you to see this. This is what it says right out of the Bible. Honor your father and mother. Then you will live a full, long life. You will live a long, full life in the land the Lord, your God, is giving you. Now, if you look at that and you're saying, oh, Justin, Exodus, that's the Old Testament. I don't even, that's very, very old. I need something more current, something more vibrant, something more exciting. There's the Old Testament. There's a, there's a New Testament, right? A nice, fun, exciting Jesus walking around, New Testament. This is what it says in the New Testament, in the book of Ephesians. Now, this is so cool. This guy named Paul, who learned from Jesus, is talking to a church. He writes this letter to a church, and it's a young church, Church of Ephesus. And they're young, not just in age. So we're all pretty young in age. They're young in their spiritual life, their spiritual journey. They're young spiritually. Like, you're like, well, I'm 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. Well, these guys, like, some of them, you know, might be in their 30s or their 40s, but they've only been going to church and following Jesus for, like, a year or two. Like, they don't know. Like, the, the eighth graders, if you've been coming since you were in sixth grade, you have more church experience than some of the guys in this church, in the church of Ephesus. So Paul's writing them a letter to help mature their faith, grow their faith. And this is one of the things he writes him in the book. You should read the book of Ephesians. It's really good. This is what he says. Honor, no, go back. It says, honor your, your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Now, if you remember the Ten Commandments, there's like a whole bunch of them. This is the only one that comes with a promise for you. So if you're like, hey, I like getting stuff. If you're someone who likes to get presents and gifts and you're like, I like getting things, well, this is the perfect commandment for you. Because God says, when you do this, the first commandment that comes with the promise, so that you may go well, so it may go well, and you, uh, with you, that, and that you may enjoy long life on earth. You follow this command, and you are going to enjoy a long life on earth. That honoring your mother and father is important. Well, here, I want you to write this down. Here's a question. This is a question I was thinking about. You know, why did God give us this commandment? There's so many things that God could have said. I mean, he really hit some really serious things. You know the Ten Commandments. It's serious things. Don't murder. All right? Don't steal. Don't lie. These are all really serious things. Don't worship other gods before God. This is all, like, really heavy stuff. Don't steal another person's wife or husband. Like, that's a serious, like, these are all very, don't covet stuff. Don't look at what someone else has and become jealous to the point you'd be willing to take it from them or, or hurt them or end a friendship because they have more than you have. Like, those are all really serious things. And then it's like, and don't, uh, and, you know, and remember to honor your mother and father. And then that's the only one that comes with a promise. Like, why is that? You know, I was thinking about it, and these are the three things that I came up with of why I believe that this is an important thing. Number one. Every parent's flawed. Every single parent, I'm a parent, I'm flawed. Any leaders in here who are parents, you are flawed. Talk to your parents, they are flawed. And, and if you don't believe me, go to them and ask them. Go to your parent and say, hey, mom or dad, has there ever been something that you've done that you've regretted? 
Has there ever been something that you've done that you've had to go seek forgiveness for or make an apology for? Is there anything? And they're going to look it back at you and say, oh, man, where do I start? And you're going to be able to learn from their experiences. See, because we're not perfect, God knows that being raised by people who also are not perfect is a good idea. And honoring them because they know stuff is important. All right, here's number two. If you're taking notes, this is a perfect note-taking moment. I wouldn't be alive without them. When's the last time you looked at mom and dad and said, hey, mom and dad, thank you for whatever it was you did in order for me to be here. Whatever the circumstances, I don't want to know details, but whatever it was that you did back then for me to be here today, I want to thank you for that. We never thank him for that, but here is the reality. We wouldn't be here in this room if it wasn't for our parents. And if you're adopted like I'm adopted, like it's still, it's the same deal applies. If you're adopted and you can look at your adopted parents and say, thank you for adopting me. Thank you for loving me and bringing me into your home. Thank you for raising me, being my mom and dad. Like I was adopted, that's what it's like for me. Now here's the thing, here's another verse, or here's another point, I want you to write this down. God chose their DNA to make me unique. So when you look in the mirror and you see the way you look and the color of your hair and the color of your eyes, you can look at your parents and say, Mom, Dad, God chose your DNA to make me me. My personality, the things I like, the things I don't like, my gifts, my talents, all the things that go into making me me, I wouldn't have that if it wasn't for you because God chose your DNA to make me the way that I am. I wouldn't be the, if anyone else was your parents, you wouldn't be you. You'd be someone else because God chose their DNA to make you exactly who you are. See, honoring your parents is a big deal. You know, here's the fact, though. We never respect that parents just know stuff. We never want to admit that, okay? We never want to admit that. Now, we want that for ourselves. We want people to look at us and say, man, you know stuff. Does anyone in here have, uh, have a, a, a baby in their family, like two, one, two, three years or whatever? What, how old? Three and a half. What do you got? Oh, same thing. What do you got? How old's a little baby? How old? Four. That's three. What do you got? Eight months. Okay, eight months. All right, what do you got? What? Two and a half? You're the big winner, dude. Two and a half year olds are insane. I have a two and a half year old. Okay, so I want you to imagine this. What's your name? Neil? Okay, Neil. Neil? Neil. All right, Neil, I want you to imagine this. Neil is walking through life. He's walking around his house, and his two and a half year old sibling pulls you aside. Just come over here, Neil, and starts giving you life lessons and tips. <laughs> starts saying, hey, Neil, I want to teach you a couple things. Come on here, bend down a little bit. Let me teach you some things. Now, the deal with a diaper is this. Wherever you are, you can just go. You look at your two-and-a-half-year-old brother or sister, I don't know what you have, and look at them and be like, no, no, no you're, you're a kid. You're a little tiny person. You poop on yourself. You don't pick out your own clothes. You spit up food on yourself and, like, laugh about it. You're a kid. I'm, how old are you? You're 11. You know more than your two-and-a-half-year-old sibling. If any of us went over to Port Mariners, and they were, you were volunteering in Port Mariners, if that kid needs to go to the bathroom, he's going with like one or two adult buddies. He's not walking away by himself. Especially on that first floor. That first floor, that's a prison. That's a fortress. They put those kids in there. They lock the door. No one's getting in there. And I'm a parent, I know. For a child to look at you and say, I want to teach you some stuff, that wouldn't make sense to you because you're older. You know things that a two-year-old doesn't know. 
But yet we look at our parents who are in their 30s and their 40s, some of them their 50s, and we say, I don't care what you think, mom and dad. I don't need to hear what your opinion is because I'm 10, 11, 12, 13. I know stuff. We want people younger than us to learn from us and to respect us, but we don't do the same thing for our parents. Why is that? Why is it when it comes to us, and here's the thing, I want you to write it up, it's going to be on the sheet. Here's the thing, your parents have been your age, but you have not been their age. Your parents have been cut from sports teams. Your parents have had their heart broken when they were younger. Your parents have done homework have taken tests. Your parents have gotten Fs on things. Your parents have forgotten things and had to pay the price for it. Your parents have made mistakes and, and they had to confess it and be honest with it even though they knew they were gonna get in trouble. Or your parents, when they were your age, lied about it to hide it and it was found out and they still got in trouble. You ever wonder like, why does my parents know all, like, my, like, all the tricks that I'm trying to pull on them? Because they were your age. They pulled the same tricks. All the things that you're doing that you're like, I'm gonna pull one over. They're, they're old, they're not gonna get it. They're sitting there up in their room watching you on hidden cameras like, look at this dummy. He's, oh man, tomorrow he's gonna get it. Because they know because they've been there. You guys have not been there. You haven't raised someone. You haven't cared for their daily needs. Dude, I challenge you. Go home, get an egg, write your name on it, have your parents sign it. You bring back a raw egg to me that you kept with you the entire week and it survived. Dude, I'll give you a dollar. Because it's not going to happen. We're learning how to do this. But they've done it. They've experienced it. They've walked through all these things in life, and here they are. They've learned things, and they want to share them with you, but very rarely do we honor our parents by asking them their opinion. You know, here's what it, here's what it says. I want you to write this down from up here on the screen. Proverbs 13, 1 says, A wise son, and this is all inclusive, so wise son, daughter, hears his father's or mother's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. So let me explain like what this means, okay? This is very important, okay? Have you ever seen a kid reach their hand to touch the stove and have a, like a, like a seeing an adult or just someone older like slap it away? Anyone ever see that before? Okay. Do you think that happened because that adult just like slapping children around? They're just walking around the house being like, oh man, here we go. Yeah, he looks like he's going toward the stove. Hey, get over here, get the camera. They're just waiting, waiting. Whoa-bam! Do you think adults do that? Adults don't do that. They didn't get no joy out of that. But listen, there is a good lesson when we get rebukes from our parents. A rebuke is just another word for wanting to train us and teach us. Man, I hope that I have enough humility to listen and to learn still from my parent, my mom who's in her 60s. I hope I still have enough humility in me to listen and learn from her because she's lived more life. See, I've never been 60 before. But she's been 32. She knows stuff. So the night when your parent pulls you aside and they say, you know, hey, like I'm looking here on Instagram. You know, I follow you and I see this photo. Or I see this comment you left. Like, do you think that represents you well? Like, do you think that this is how you want people around you seeing you? And we're looking at them like, well, that's my, I'm, this is my private life. I can't believe that you're encroaching on my private life. And we're so quick to speak. And we're so slow to listen when it comes to how our parents want to help us. See, put this up here on the screen. Do you think, um, no, go, go next one. Do you think it's possible to honor someone by ignoring them? 
think it's possible to honor someone by ignoring them? I mean, if anyone's ever been ignored before, maybe you're in the class and you feel like you have the answer and you raise your hands, you want to give the answer, but your teacher kind of pushes you aside. Or maybe you're in a life group and you're like, I have some thoughts about this. And maybe it's just, it's just a crazy night and some of the other students are like, I don't want to hear what you have to think. Keep it to yourself. Like, has anyone ever felt honored by being ignored, being pushed aside? But we, I mean, we're so quick to do that to mom and dad. You're old. You don't get it. You don't know what it's like. They know what it's like. You don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like. Dude, I'm in the same boat. Dude, I was sitting there yesterday with my father-in-law. Right, it's my, my wife's dad. And this dude's like late 50s. The guy owns a business. He's raised two daughters, one of which now has her own kids. He's a grandfather. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm just listening to him teach me things about life. Because you never honor someone by ignoring them. You know, this is what the Bible says in James. This is such a good verse. Know this, my beloved brothers or sisters. Let every person be quick to hear. This is so hard for some of you. Slow to speak. Could you imagine that? Instead of just blathing out all your bleh, just keeping it in for a moment. And slow to anger. Oh my gosh. Listen, that's me. I'm not slow to anger sometimes. It is easy for me to lose it. It just is. It's easy for me to lose my temper or to get frustrated. You know, it, it happens in Disneyland all the time. Dude, I'm so happy these people don't know I'm a pastor, man. If they knew I was a pastor, it'd be such a, it would be a bad deal. These people cutting me in line with their stroller, knocking my stroller. You know, when someone knocks my stroller, I want to pick up their stroller and throw it in the lake. You know, and, and there's a kid in there, and I'm like, whatever, I hope he's a Christian. Then <laughs> that's terrible, and I'm a pastor, and I'm saying, because here's the thing, I am not slow to anger all the time. I'm not slow to speak. If you want to know my opinion, I'll give it to you. I'm from New York. And man, do I struggle to be quick to hear. You know, sometimes I don't, I don't even hear. I just, wait, what, huh? And I just move. And we do that with our parents. You know, we're not quick to ask for forgiveness. We're not quick to say sorry. We're not quick to hear their point of view. We're not quick to say, man, you have more experience than me. Let me learn from you. We're not quick to say, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I need to see it from a different perspective. You know, here's the deal. Jesus' parents didn't get it right. Jesus' parents, dude, they left this guy at church. Imagine you being left at church, and they're like 30 miles away in like, you know, Riverside. That's where you live. That's the equivalent to where his parents left him. They left him in Jerusalem. They went like 30 miles or more away, and they're like, hey, where's Jesus? This is weird. Shouldn't he be around here healing something? I stubbed my toe. Where is he? And they're like, oh, no, I think we left him in Jerusalem. That's insane. That's, Je that's what Jesus has to deal with. Parents that forget him places. His parents didn't even get it right, but he knew what it meant to honor his parents. You know, here's the thing. I want to put this up on the screen. Uh, honoring uh, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. You know, I asked a group of parents to give me their opinions on what does it look like to honor your parents. So if I'm asking you to honor your parents, what does it look like to honor your parents through the years? I mean, because it looks different. You know, it looks different when you're a child. It looks different in junior high. It looks different when you get older. This is what some parents said to me. I asked them. From zero to eight years old, honoring your parents looks like showing love, showing affection, being kind, especially to siblings, listening. Those are some of the things that parents said are like the attributes for someone who's zero to eight years old. That's what it looks like to honor your parents. So if you have a younger sibling, you look at them and you say, hey, you need to listen more. Listening 
that means you're honoring your parents when you're, when you're that young. Hey, you need, to, you need to be kind to your siblings. You have multiple siblings. You know, they should be kind to you too. Being kind to siblings, that's how we show we honor our parents when we're this young. You know, 9 to 14, this is what it says. I asked him the exact same question. Obeying was the number one answer. Following family rules. Being honest even when you know you're going to get in trouble. Obeying even if you disagree. Here's what it says in Leviticus. There's this great verse out of Leviticus. If you're, you know, look up Leviticus 19.28 later and text me if you want. But this is what it says in Leviticus. Each of you must respect his mother and father. Next verse, Hebrews. We respect our own parents for training and not spoiling us. Hey, listen, I know what it's like to be spoiled. Not because I was spoiled. I was definitely not spoiled. I wish I was spoiled. But I had friends who were spoiled, and they got everything they wanted when they wanted it immediately, no waiting period, not, well, well, we'll write it down. Maybe Santa will bring it for Christmas. None of that. They're like, I want it. And mom and dad, whoever, you know, they're like, yeah, sure, let's go get it now. And I'm not dissing parents getting kids what they want, like gifts and all those things. I'm not against that. That's not the purpose of parents. Parents are not a piggy bank. We treat parents like a piggy bank sometimes. I want the new phone. I want a new watch. I want, I want. And we treat parents like a piggy bank. We don't even treat them as nice as Santa Claus. We're willing to get up on that guy's lap to ask him for something at least. Mom and dad, like you're lucky if you are in the same room when you tell him what you want. How is it that we give more honor to Santa Claus at the mall to tell him what we want, but we're not even willing to sit with our parents and say, Mom and dad, this is what's going on. This is what I want. Mom and dad are not a piggy bank for the things we want. They're there to train us, to help us, to teach us. You know, if you have a really rocky relationship with mom and dad, if you're sitting there like, man, am I relationship with my parents? It's tough right now. Maybe you need to figure out a way to honor them. You know, we were praying yesterday but before Saturday night service, and I was praying on my way to work today. We get together before, you know, service and kind of pray and talk. We do it for Saturday night. And what do you know what I said? I specifically said, because, man, this was me when I was a kid. You know, right before church, you know, worship Jesus, got our Bible with us. But like 10 minutes before, me and my mom are screaming our heads off at each other and like fighting and saying every mean thing we could to each other. And then we pull into church and we're like, okay, act cool. And it's like, all right, all right. I'll be cool with you till the end of church, but then the war's back on. And you, and you come to church, and listen, and I was praying for the kid who was coming to church, and he just got, or she just got done with an argument with their parents. Hey, listen, here's the deal, guys. If you're struggling in your relationship with mom and dad, if you guys are hitting a rough patch right now, if you feel like they're not listening to you, I want you to learn something about honoring. And it's going to be the big idea for today. I want you to write it down. This is what it says. Finding the right way to honor your parents changes everything about your relationship with them. Do not find the way that your friend honors their parents and think that'll work for you because it might not. Find the right way to honor your parents and maybe you can ask them, hey, mom and dad, what, is it, what would it take for me to honor you? Do you feel like I'm honoring you? What would it take to honor you? I'm curious. Let's have a conversation. Mom and dad, I feel like things have been tough right now, and maybe I've been the cause, and I'm sorry for that if I am, but I want to turn a corner. What can I do differently? Mom, dad, what works for you? What will help us? Maybe it starts with some dialogue. Hey, there's these cards, all right? They're white. Got them in your, uh, your carts around the room. This is what it says on it. What do you wish your parents knew about you? Maybe for you, 
a simple card like this. This doesn't have to be super spiritual. This doesn't have to be a Bible verse or this is what I want to be when I grow up. I feel God's calling me to, to work in Nicaragua with, you know, homeless people. That's, this, listen, this does not need to be some intense, deep, spiritual thing. This might just be the conversation starter you need to talk with mom and dad. Hey, mom and dad, do you know that I just got broken up with recently and it was this girl, we weren't dating that long, but it broke my heart and I'm really sad. And sometimes when I'm mean to you, I'm really just taking out the pain I'm feeling about her on you and I'm sorry for that. Can we talk about it? Hey, mom and dad, do you know that I don't like the color pink anymore? Like I know you buy me all these pink things, but do you know that I've, I've grown up now. I'm not into pink everything all the time. My, actually, my favorite color right now it's turquoise, super cool color. I love the color. Do you know that I've grown up? I'm different now. Maybe this for you is just a conversation starter. Because here's the deal. If you find the right way to honor your parents, everything changes about your relationship with them. So when you go home today and mom and dad look at you and they're like, hey, what did you learn at church today? This is what you're going to tell them. And then you're going to look back at your parents and what are you going to say? What did you learn today? If you're going to ask me, I'm going to ask you. Hey, the band is here. Grab one of the papers. Take your notes with you if you took notes. Take the white papers with you if you use it. People leave them, and I'm telling you, I'm not collecting them. These are for you. Take them with you. So everyone stand on up. You can fill out your card if you want. We're going to worship one last song, and then we're going to hit the road. Band, Alex, take it away, guys. We got one more song for you guys, so come on up.